You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast, and we're talking about the spirit the soul, and the body of man, and how God has a program for each one of these. Number one, you feed your spirit. Number two, you renew your mind or restore your soul. And number three, you control your body. That's what God's plan is. So we take our text from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, every day. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. God wants you to have peace, spirit, soul, and body. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what we need to understand is in this new covenant, the soul is something that we renew. In the Old Testament, they could renew the soul. They could not be recreated. They did not have the born-again experience. Jesus taught that we would be born again in His new covenant relationship with us. But even in the Old Testament, people could have a restored soul. Here's what David had to say about that. Psalm 23, 1, 2, and 3. The Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is my pastor. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Now, a couple of things I want to show you here. Number one, you can't have a restored soul without a pasture. And you can't have a restored soul until you let go of the busyness of this world. The idea is you have to lie down in the green pastures. That means to get still, and you need to listen. Now, listen to me. This is why when we go to church, we are instructed without the ability to talk back and to interrupt we learn to listen. We learn to be silent. That's what the scriptures talk about, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Everybody should be silent, listening, because God's way of communicating with us is to teach us not to have a discussion with us. Now, there is a time when you have discussion, you ask questions, but you never have a discussion with the intent of questioning the Word of God, whether or not it's true. We have a responsibility to receive the Word of God by faith. That's how God has called us. Now, your soul can't be restored without a shepherd. I remember when I first came to Christ, I was saved, but I didn't have a restored soul. I would be full of joy every time I was at church. I would be encouraged by the people around me. I loved the atmosphere. It lifted me up. But when I got away from church, I did not know how to control my thinking. And the devil beat the daylights out of me by confusing me and coming at my mind. I didn't know how to control my thoughts. I lived in the thought realm. And as a result, I had no joy when I wasn't at church. Now, when I was in church, I was paying attention to the preaching, and so I wasn't going off into the thought realm, wandering after the devil who was always begging me, come on here and let me ask you this question. What about this? And what about that? And what about this? What about that? And a lot of you people who are thinkers, and not everybody's a thinker. Some people are real thinkers. They think about everything. They question everything. I was that way. 
And I was constantly in turmoil because I wanted to think through everything that came across my mind. And you have to learn to accept some things by faith. And that's what it means to live by the Word of God. It's so very important that you do this. This is how your soul is restored. And you have to have a shepherd in order to do it. Now listen to this story. This is very insightful. It's from the book of Acts chapter 8 and verse 26, and it's about the importance of you and I being taught by someone who's further down the road than us. Look at Acts 8, 26. Now, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all of her treasury, had come to Jerusalem to worship. He was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him, and he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. And the eunuch was reading Isaiah 53, which is a prophecy about the suffering Messiah. It was a prophecy about Jesus. And Philip came along and he explained to this man how Christ had come, how he died on the cross, how he was raised from the dead. The man believed, then he was baptized, and he took the message of the gospel back to Ethiopia. It was one of the earliest churches in the first century. Now, he asked this question, and it's a pertinent question today. How can I, except some men guide me? You and I, in the restoring of our soul, have to be guided. We are guided by teaching. We're guided by shepherds, guided by pastors. Now, I'm at a place in my life where I've become a pastor, been a pastor for many, many years, and I know how to feed myself, and I can feed other people. I still am blessed by other folks, and I listen to what other people have to say. But I have learned how to restore my soul. This is a little bit difficult at first, You know why? Because your mind doesn't want to give up its ascendancy. Uh, Paul tells us that we have to learn to accept the mind of Christ. He says in 1 Corinthians 2.16, but we have the mind of Christ. How do you get it? You receive the mind of Christ by being a meek person. Now, what is a meek person? Listen to James 1.21. Receive with meekness. It's an attitude the implanted word which is able to save your souls. So what is a meek person? Well, in the English language, a meek person is a person who is weak, a person who's easily run over, a person who does not have a lot of spunk, and they don't have a lot of fight. That is not the meaning in the Greek. Listen to what W.E. Vine says in his expository dictionary of New Testament words. The word meekness is the Greek preutes. It is only the humble heart, which is also the meek, and which, as such, does not fight against God and more or less struggle and contend with Him. He goes on to say, the meaning of preutes is not readily expressed in English, for the terms meekness and mildness suggest weakness. 
preutes suggests nothing of the sort. The meekness manifested by the Lord, Jesus was meek. And the meekness that is commended to the believer, we're told also to be meek, it is the fruit of power. Now, when a man is meek, it's because he cannot help himself. But the Lord was meek because he had the infinite resources of God at his command. So really to be meek is to be teachable. And because you recognize where your strength comes from. My strength doesn't come from my thinking. My strength comes from the thoughts that God thinks. I learn to think the thoughts of the Word of God, and I am continually reprogramming myself, learning to think God's Word. You know, when a lot of people study the Word of God, you know how they study? They study so they can straighten out somebody else. Isn't it amazing? We'll go to our own private devotions and we're thinking about somebody else. Well, they need this and they need that and they need to get this. And Boy, I sure hope they understand this and this is what they need to get. You know what? We need to study with God. What do you have for me today? How can I work on myself? What can I do, Lord, to change my thinking to better reflect you? Lord, speak to me. Show me your truth. I'm the one that needs the work. That, that's the thing. And your devotions ought to be a regular changing of thinking, improving your thinking. That doesn't mean you erase everything you know. You build on what you know. Peter said, add to your faith virtue. Add to, add to, add to. That's what we're doing. We're constantly adding to what we know. We don't have to undermine everything we know. Now, from time to time, we do see that we were maybe mistaken in something. But most of the time, what we're doing is we're adding more knowledge to that great knowledge we already have. And we're gaining and we're growing. That renews your mind or that renews your soul. It restores your soul. That's what David meant in Psalm 23. He restores my soul. God wants to restore your soul, but it only happens when you pause and when you come apart to a separate place. You're not going to have a restored soul if you're busy all of your waking hours. You have to learn to get quiet before the Lord. You get quiet before the Lord, you come apart, and my mind very often is just screaming and racing. And you know what I've found? I have found that the only bridle that exists for my mind is my tongue. And instead of me just trying to think mentally the Word of God, I will say the Word of God out loud with my mouth. This is what I found. I can't say the Word of God out loud with my mouth without it taking charge of my mind. This is why the idea of meditation in the Jewish faith is very often thought of as the reading aloud of the Scriptures. That's called meditation. We think of meditation as only silent. Listen to what Joshua 1.8 says. But this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Meditation is not just thinking, it is speaking. And sometimes it takes that in order to corral and harness your mind. Well, that is all the time I've got for today, but we're going to pick this up again tomorrow, so don't miss it. Thank you for joining me. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.